Good evening, very warm welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. Second pod of the week. We'll leave the Six Nations, of course. There's plenty of content getting out there as well. We're always here week in, week out. Let's go through the details of round two. It's here already. Saturday, quarter past three. These are GMT times. Ireland against France at Musgrove Park. That's on BBC Northern Ireland and the iPlayer. 5.30 for Scotland against Wales at the Dam Health Stadium. BBC Two and the iPlayer in the UK for that one. On a Sunday, England against Italy, BBC Two and the iPlayer. In New Zealand, you can watch on Sky, France TV in France, Supersport in South Africa, The Zone in Canada, Flow Sports in the USA, BBC Wales and Northern Ireland and Scotland to pick up these games as well. And if they any more confirmation required, then the Women's Six Nations website for all the broadcast details. Just gives me huge, huge pleasure. She's not a guest. She's a co-host. She's back in the chair. Sarah Hunter, MBE. How the devil are you? Are you floating down from sort of cloud nine? Were you about seven, eight still or? Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, It's just, I think just trying to let it all sink in, you know, it was the most incredible day, like beyond anything I could ever wish for you know like making that decision to finish up Newcastle like I knew it was a good one I knew it was right but I didn't know how right it was it was just like beyond anything I could ever ever imagined yeah I feel so incredibly lucky that like I finished on my terms at a place that like is incredibly special to me in front of all my friends and family yeah I've been blown away by the adoration and, and, and love, what have you, that uh, that's been pouring out for you, is that is that still coming? Is there one little bit that that stands out? Yeah, no, um, I, I'm still getting some cards and presents through the post, which is like amazing. Uh, messages here or there, like it feel like social media has just continued. I apologise for all the spam that was on there over over the the last week um yeah it's it's just all really special I, I don't think there's there's one thing above anything else that you you want to want to signal out single out because i i just so like grateful and thankful for for everyone who's reached out and whatever format that that looks like it just was overwhelming in such a wonderful wonderful way that yeah that i just like still trying to get back to people. It's been it's been crazy, absolutely crazy. I've got a little special something planned. I'm not going to say any more. Um, I'll sort of tribute, but um, we will do that and on. And and I know you've been quite rightly uh, in demand this week on being pinched for other various um, podcasts and what have you. So you've spoken plenty about that. There's no point going going over the bits and pieces. But uh, I, I just want to say. I was with the, with the with the squad last week, and and a couple of people at the, the English management said, and I quote, "What on earth are we going to do without her?" And you can pull that face all you like, Sandra, but just it was so, it was so lovely, um, almost like the, the queen of English rugby. Been there for so long, so consistent. The the standards are so high, and I've never ever ever heard anyone in in any walks of rugby and women's rugby and I've been knocking around for 25 years or whatever that has a bad word to to say about you how does 
how does that all sink in with you now or or or, or does it not really no I don't I don't think it does but I think in time probably but I, I genuinely like your national treasure I'm not I'm not sure I'd go that far um but I, I do think everything comes to an end everything and people move on and there's like we've got such so, keep saying we the red roses has got them yeah them come on they, like there's this such a good group you know people like marley's been great like marley will be in her element she'll naturally like fall into that role that she does so well anyway and she'll do it in a different way way and rightly so you know you've got to be authentic to who you are you know and me moving away will give other people the space to grow and to become leaders and take this side on like that's always been the way you know you look at some of the greats beforehand and you think well how are the red roses going to manage without them but people find a way people find their own way and and they'll be like just as brilliant and they'll be like even better and they'll move the, the squad on to to what's next and and like the thing that I'm looking forward to is seeing that happen and to see all those players like grow into like the the brilliant people and players and leaders that that they are in I'll, I'll be there supporting them all the way in 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 doing that but the, the, they will be absolutely fine without me absolutely fine I've got absolutely no doubt about it I don't doubt that that they will be fine without you um but yes, huge, huge loss, huge hole. Um, and yeah, I think I think absolutely everybody just just a massive, massive thank you um for for what you've given the the ta- the time, the hours, the sweat, the tears, so not just you and, and but the rest of your family as well, um, to sacrifice, giving up for, for, for the cause. It's been it's been brilliant, but fantastic. We've got Anna Capelis coming on the women's rugby pod to go through the three fixtures at the weekend is Anna Capeless. I'm Jill Burns and you're listening to the wonderful Women's Rugby Pod. Anna, how are you? Um, we should say hola, shouldn't we? Because you're out in Spain on your galactic travels and playing. Sí, 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 estoy. I'm in Spain um, playing for a couple of months. And uh, yeah, I haven't picked the sunniest part of Spain because um, <laughs> it's windy and like quite cold. Not the typical kind of um, Spanish living people expect because I'm in Galicia, which is like northwest coast. Um, but the food's really good. <laughs> good. You you didn't look it up on a map before before going? I did. I did. I just, you know, the opportunity came up and I was like, Oh, do I want a bit more sun? And then I was like, no, I, I'm going to take whatever kind of comes into my path. So I went for it. And here I am. Awesome. Yeah, you've been whizzing around all over the place. But today we're going to get your expertise on the Six Nations. You, before you just, just came came on, um, you guys had a weird place where you first met. Uh, yes, we did. So very random. So kind of linked to why I'm living in Spain at the moment is I studied languages. So I studied abroad in Vienna to 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 learn German. Um, but I didn't do much German learning, to be honest. But I played rugby while I was there. And I actually ended up playing for Austria unofficially, like 
I didn't get capped with them, but I did play with them when they were like preparing for tournaments and stuff, Austria Sevens. And we had a camp and we had a guest coach in Graham Smith one year and he brought an assistant coach, Sarah Hunter. <laughs> so it was very random, but it was, it was awesome. Really cool. The experience, I think you were my saviour and trying to translate for, for people because there's a lot of different languages going on. Yeah, it's awesome, actually, like how they how they run things and organize things. And um, I was the DJ on the last night. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't find the other DJ. It was me and another girl. I couldn't find her. I was like, she must be gone to bed. And then I looked under the DJ box and she was asleep. <laughs> so that was how we celebrated on the last night that it gave me the role of DJ. But, but um, it was so cool. We learned so much, like from you and from from Graham and like to have everyone there. Uh, training together was class that is that is right up there isn't it that as a as a sevens coaching duo that is it's right up there you don't need simon amor to say like fridays a lot of it was like emerging nations so you had i don't know like romania hungary poland like a lot of eastern european uh countries so i don't think we just go into the greater depths of Seven's knowledge it was more the basics of rugby which was the main coaching points yeah technical stuff brilliant I mean I would love to wax lyrical about your previous days in in Hungary for the rest of the afternoon but time is precious time is money and all that jazz um teams are dropping left right and center um could all of them now apart from it's at time of record um we're going to go through this weekend's fixtures. Just to remind you, of course, Saturday, Ireland against France, quarter past three, Scotland, Wales, Huppers five. And on Sunday, England take on Italy. Ireland, straight to it down, Anna Capeless. A few changes in there. Five in all. Vicky Owen comes into the centres. Dano O'Brien at 10. Um, while Christy Haney and Saracens Grace Moore. And Derv Nikovart come in at three, seven, and eight, respectively. A, have I pronounced that all correctly? Yeah, yeah, well, very good. Um, Consonants everywhere. Um, those changes right for you? I think so. Um, sadly, Ireland lost um, uh, Enya Breen, who brings a lot of experience to their their back line. So she'll definitely be missed. But I'm excited for Vicky Arwen. I've been very impressed by her. Um, and, and she's got great go forward. And I think this game time will will be great for her. So I'm um, I'm delighted for her. And um, yeah, the, the other changes, I think it was kind of warranted after last week. And Ireland seemed to hit their stride after they'd made changes for whatever reason that may be yes there was kind of lack of experience but also players that seem to be playing out of position to what they usually would with their club or with their province so I think you know a lot of that comes down to the fact that Ireland didn't have a warm-up game which we usually do I know the window now is in a different place but also you know at the same time and and this weekend there's a four nations going on in in here in Spain and South Africa, Wales organised a warm-up game with South Africa. Just would have liked to have seen Ireland reach out to one of those teams as well to get a, a, a fixture against them because it seemed to me that they were trying the things that they should have tried in a warm-up game. 
because it looks like that. I was like, who's in what position? And that's how you think sometimes when you're in a warm-up game because you're like trying out different things or whatever. So I would have liked to have seen a bit more kind of um, cohesion by the time they hit that first minute of the game, but it didn't seem to come for a little while. So I think these war- these changes are warranted and they'll um, hopefully take confidence in the way they finished a bit more cohesively that second half versus Wales to bring into this weekend versus France. Yeah, because it very much looked like that, didn't it? Especially first half and Wales with a very expen- uh, experienced centre partnership, um, tore, them, tore them to pieces defensively in that, in that first half. And by the time they caught the tail, the, 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 the game has gone. Um, what do you make of the change at 10 specifically? Very young Dan O'Brien coming in there, but she really impressed last week. And I know we talk a lot about like, age and experience and especially in such a uh, key position like 10 but if someone comes off the bench and kind of changes the game she kicked really well um I think you have to go with it and and, and back her and and she she certainly earned it and like Nicole Cronin is is brilliant and to have her at 10 you know and her experience there but I'd like to see her um you know a bit bit more at nine um with Dan at 10 I think that was a really good partnership so with France coming in now, it, there's no there's no room to breathe. So you're like, okay, here we go again. Brush yourself off. Let's get ready. And I think like, yeah, they've gone with what they feel. And especially at 10, when you make a difference like that, go for it and, and good luck to her. And I hope she she proves everyone like right who believes in her. And um, that age or experience for her at this stage won't, won't affect it. She can... Yeah, be, be as confident as she likes, isn't it? But um, actually, she's got to got to have the ball. Now, you look at that Irish pack, and and there's plenty of players that you would have played against, um, and very good players. Uh, yeah, Linda Dugang, Nick Jones, of course, the captain Nick of Friday, Sam Monaghan in there as well. Dorothy Wall, you know, your know, household names in terms of uh, in terms of women's rugby. What didn't they get right last week that they need to get right this week against? Yeah, one of one of the most fearsome packs in in, in the women's game. I, I think the big thing is that they just probably need to almost look at that second half and sort of park that that first half performance and and take the positives from that that second half because it it like Anna says it, it it was much improved and I think again going into into it like Anna says you can probably see that they haven't played for a long time together and they've got they have got changes they've got new coaches in and stuff. So I think they've just got to go back real to, to basics. They've got, they have to have ball to play off. So <clears throat> that pack is where that experience lies. And you'd be looking to the players that you've just mentioned to sort of galvanize the the troops and, and try and get them on the, the front foot so they can, they can get into the game. And I think that that'll be the first half. I think bringing someone in that kicks is, is absolutely fundamental against France. We saw the Italy game and unfortunately they didn't probably have the kicker to get them um, out of trouble at times. And if they'd had a, a better kicker against France, could we have seen a different result? So I think having someone that is able to do that is, is real fundamental. Uh, and Vicky Irwin, uh, who you would know, um, a very unfussy player. Um, she's far more than up and down, but you know what I mean? She's one of those kind of centres, as as Anna said, get some, some really good go forward. Uh, got to stem the flow that, that comes through Gabrielle Vernier, um, who was, yeah, has been exceptional for the, for the last year. Because uh, if those French backs get it, they've got a, a, a change at 15. Boulard is out. Bourgeois comes in. Uh, 
change at tight head as well. Joyeux comes in for Calafui. Um, other than that, they are they are unchanged. But she can run a mark, can't she? Gabrielle Vernier and somebody as physical as Vicky Irwin may well stop that flow. Yeah, I think so. And I think France are funny um, and they will have been like kind of frustrated. I know the conditions weren't good and the ball was like a bar of soap last week for them. So a lot of handling errors. So I think they could either, you know, get together this week and like change everything and get it like pristine and bring that to Ireland. Or they could kind of let that fester a little bit and like let their kind of frustrations like continue to simmer. So it could be a good opportunity. Yeah, I agree. And like when we talk about the changes that Ireland need to make, I think last week they didn't bring physicality that I know and they know and everyone knows that they can. And I think in a way they can kind of take comfort in the fact that, okay, we actually didn't play that well we can play better and physically they can put a lot more pressure on like and you know like Sam Sam Monaghan and Neve Jones especially like that just served up so many like physical you know fronts last year like Ireland um what they did the most offensive tackles out of any team last year in Six Nations and they didn't do one last week or nothing that kind of even came close to it so they need to find that spark in them again and if they can bring that physically, like, and even let it kind of filter out towards their maybe less experienced back line, because it's something, you know, when you make a massive hit, it affects the whole team. Everyone gets a gets something from it. And you can be on the front foot in defense as well. If the forwards can kind of like serve that up and let it filter out into the back line, then they could get into the French girls' heads and 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 fluff things up for them and and you know they're 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 good handling and everything could could fall apart that's what i'm that's what i'm hoping for and i'm, I'm hoping that they can do that and are they, are they being asked with with as you say that no warm-up game only three tests since the last six nations seven players which effectively the entirety of the back line are, are these girls being asked to to go to a boxing ring with a with their with their hands Tied by hands behind their backs because you know the, the, this Six Nations say every year, but it's as competitive as as it is now. Um, every side has a, a level of professionalism to it now um, in terms of contracts and what have you. Is there is there a, a danger that Ireland are just getting too far cut adrift here? Yeah, so it's and a I, bigger question. I, I, I know, but I, I'm fascinated to get your thoughts. Yeah, um, it's. Yeah, we are. We're already too far behind. You know, like when you think of 10 years ago, the girls won a Grand Slam. How could we be so far behind in 10 years? But it's been coming for a long time. And, you know, I, I'm I'm very frustrated with it and I'm very impatient with it as well. And like, you know, the players got together last year and, you know, we, we sent a letter um, that addressed our concerns and there was a review and they've come up with a plan. Like they have a plan now and like, good, okay, there's a plan, but I'm not going to be, I'm speaking personally, but I know a lot of people feel this way. I'm not going to be happy until I see it working and we can't just do it, you know, as a reaction and for something to, you know, we shouldn't be thinking about, right. How, how are we going to beat Wales next year? Or how are we going to build and eventually like, come third again like for a team who used to be winning six nations championships we should be thinking 
how do we win the Six Nations? Because for my entire career with Ireland, we were always aiming for third. That's when we have got a men's team and under 20s team that are winning Grand Slams. And it was so brilliant for rugby in Ireland. And it's such a, an amazing, amazing achievement for them. I want the same for the women. And I want us to be not just doing stuff as a reaction and not just, okay, let's give contracts now because everyone else is doing it. Like, no, how do we build what they have in England is, is, is what we need to do. Be not just doing the bare minimum, not just enough, going the extra mile to build this back to where it was. It's not going to happen overnight. I know, but like I said, I'm, I'm impatient with it and I'm going to keep asking, you know, questions and, and I, encouraging the girls like to to just keep going and keep asking and keep knocking on doors and yeah i think that's uh, all, all they can do yeah some some weights behind I mean, even from a personal point of view even just to get a current irish player on a podcast it just, it's an extraordinary process um one that we just don't have the time time to do it it's it's absolutely bonkers um i retired so i could come and chat to you yeah there you are We're- Perfect. Look, yeah, let, let's move on. Sorry, I sort of set you up there for, for getting all passionate and hot under the collar, but I, I make no excuse about it because it, it, it is still there and, it, and it's, you know, we, we do still need to, to, to keep beating the drum. It's a formidable French pack, Sunter. You've had some proper battle days against um, against the ladies in in blue. That That is a formidable pack. What do you make of their, their back row in particular? Some some youngsters coming through now. Yeah. Tyrees over the summer. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, with everything that, at the end of a World Cup, that the people obviously retire, step down, you have new blood coming in, and especially with what now two and a half year turnaround to the next World Cup, they they're certainly blooding blooding those players. But they're players that have like proven themselves when they've been given that opportunity, but also they've proven themselves at an under twenties level. Like you know, they've got they've got a formidable pathway from. 18s, 20s, through to their seniors. So, yes, they they might there might be a few na- names that are new to to people, but believe you me, they 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 are they are right up there with with that that standard of playing international Test rugby in the Six Nations. And yeah, the, the back row in France is always pretty pretty um like strong. Whoever they've they've got in there, and you know to look to see Hume on the bench, who was their captain over the last however many years is is a telling sign and they've got new coaches in you know new head coaches um maybe trying a few new things out they've got new captain Fulani um so yeah like I think like Anna says they they would have been frustrated with their performance last week I know weather conditions are, are thrown into that and you never you never quite um predict how the French are going to come back from that um so it will be really interesting obviously They've got to go away again, which is always tough um, having two back-to-back away um, matches for the first game. So it will it will be interesting to see how how they turn up um, and how Ireland turn up more so because Ireland have got nothing to lose at the end of the day. Like um, I think everyone knows as a player when you've played well or you can play better and just hoping that they they come out come out fighting to to give France a, a run for their money. We we do need to move on to, to the other games, Anna. But just just very quickly before I get get a prediction from you both, what constitutes success for Greg McWilliams' side on Saturday? Keeping control of um, 
the game for for sustained periods um and what i mean by that is kind of like allowing them to gather momentum link between forwards and backs um show there were glimpses i saw last week of them really nicely using like the player out the back from an attacking so two lines attack uh, two lines of attack in the in the back line um that literally as soon as it started to go just like was stopped at source and there was an error or there was this um they've lost the battle of contact or something so to build some phases that allowed them to get excited um i'd love to see that scoreline aside i want them to perform well like it's funny when we you know i've lost to england by like 50 to 5 or something crazy like that and we would have said afterwards geez, we were really happy with parts of that because there's there was such a massive difference that for us to have like held out and, st- and stuck together in like defense and then to be kind of beaten on the outside or like lost in some kind of the same areas like a, like a, a mall or, or, you know, the crazy mall that England has, like to be able to find parts of your game where you were like, we were really happy with that. I'd like to see Ireland, you know, put in a performance that players are proud of themselves and um, that the team can be like, oh, okay, that's a glimpse of what we can, what we can achieve and what might worry other teams if they, if they can't, you know, achieve the same kind of stemming the flow like you were talking about that, that France can. Scoreline, who's winning? France... Um, I'm going to give them my, like, maybe 15 to 20 points. Sunta? France. Do you want to know the exact scoreline or just by how many? Uh, this week, you could do whatever you like, Sarah Hunter. Um, I'm going to go 40 points to five. Seven. We'll go seven. 40 points to seven. <laughs> Ireland, France, all wrapped up. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's loads more to, to talk about it, but we, we, do, we do have to move on. You haven't, to... given, your, you haven't given your prediction. That... No, no, no. <laughs> um, France, France by 28 plus. Is that, that all right? Moving on to Scotland, Wales, you're talking about you know, when you play against England, you may be beaten heavily on the scoreboard, but actually there's moments. And I, and I think probably that's that's where Scotland will have been. So to be able to, I don't know whether you watched the, the, the game back or, or not, but um, Scotland will have taken plenty from um, that result, despite it being you know, 58-7. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure I'm sure they would have done. Um, and I think I think you have to, regardless of whether you win or lose, you've you've got to take elements that you know you've been working on in training that you're happy with that you want to take forward to to the following week's game. And some of their attack and play was was really good. You know they they challenged us right at the beginning, and um, it took some last uh, last minute ditch defending to to stop them from scoring. So I think um, I think there's definitely elements that they will be. Really pleased, you know. You look at Chloe Rowley's try. You know the pressure that they had on them, especially the late on in the second half. I think um, 
I, I, I genuinely think um, they've got a, a lot of positives to, to take into, into the game against Wales on Saturday. And especially to have like finished on a note that they did, um, they'll, they'll, they'll have that feeling in their pocket you know, to have played in the last, and they were pushing for that extra try. It's funny because the crowd were like cheering them on and it was very exciting. <laughs> like the first 10 minutes, I thought they were really good. And then the last 10 minutes as well, it was like, okay, if if that's how you're going to play, you might as well, if that's how the, the overall performance is going to go, you might as well take that, that they started well and they finished well to to take a feeling into next week. So good on them for, for, for doing that. It was very exciting. Brilliant, wasn't it? And I, and I, I, yeah, Brian Eason's gone with an unchanged 23, um, and, and, and why wouldn't you? What particularly impressed me, and, and I think we all know that they could have completely, so it, not imploded, but a hell of a lot going on uh, in the background and, and has been for a while and, and plenty has been sorted out, but there's still plenty up in the air. Just to, they, they turned that page post-World Cup and came back with a real positive air, and I know they've got some some more detail in the, in the coaching group. Um, and some some fresh energy, some some fresh voices that we spoke to Lana Skeldon last week on the on the pod about. But yeah, some real attacking intent and somebody like Emma Orr. I keep going on about this lady, but um, she's she's a real a real sort of bright spark and being billed as a young Emily Scarrett, I'd, I'd quite happily take that billing. Yeah, any player would take that. I think. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with her as well, and you know when you when you're kind of young and you're finding your feet and you're you're coming in and you're building your status as a player like it's good to have you play kind of so fearlessly against England um I feel like what we played we turned up sometimes against you know a, a, an amazing English side and um played kind of conservatively and I think you can't do that against um against a team like like England you know and fair play to her and she was brave and I think that fed into the rest of the Scottish team they will be coming up against a, a Welsh side, Sarah Hunter. Um, Kira Bevan, lively, um, great character uh, amongst that Welsh squad. Her 50th cap. Uh, Georgia Evans moves into the second row with Gwen Crabb going out, knee injury. I just gutted for her to just come back, isn't she? Um, Shonard Harris goes in at eight, um, moving Bethan Lewis over to the blind side. Um, other than that, they're they're unchanged, but they will properly have their tails up, won't they? Um, they will be on a crest of a wave. It's a big old crowd. It's a great win, brilliant way to start a, a new chapter. And if you want to hang your hat on something, Kira Bevan's fiftieth is a, is a decent place to start this week against Scotland. Yeah, you know, um, Wales are very much a confident side as well, and I think um, everything they've been doing over the, the sort of past twelve months, you know, with their contracts. The games at the World Cup is is certainly all all coming together now, you know, and I think that showed in their performance against Ireland. And like Anna said before, you can probably see that that difference between having game time, having professional contracts for for a long time now that actually it, it's starting to tell on the on the pitch. And I think um, they put a, a very comprehensive performance out. I think obviously second half, Ireland came back into it and. Wales did fall away a little bit, so I'm sure they'll be looking to do that, especially knowing going up to Scotland. Scotland will will be a different side to how they they will do. They'll they'll start start strong, they'll finish strong, and, and no doubt they'll they'll get more in that middle part. So um, it proves to be a really interesting um, 
interesting clash, you know, between the two two sides. They're always pretty tight and they're always sort of like fine <clears throat> excuse me, fine margins. So um I'm really excited to to see it actually. I completely agree. I'm really excited for it. And I kind of didn't really think about it until this week. And I said, and I kind of like, oh yeah, the, the fixtures are up. And I was like, ooh, Scotland Wales, like that's interesting. And and I'm really happy for the for the girls who I'm really happy for the Welsh girls who, you know, have been like banging on the door for a long time to like get what they wanted. And it wasn't easy, you know, transitioning into like the, to get their contracts and Scotland the same. So now this is a real, and it's always hard to tell, like after the first round of Six Nations, you're like, okay, we'll know where everyone stands now next week. But actually, you know, did Ireland pose enough of a challenge for Wales? Um, what, like how, how are Scotland going to respond to that scoreline? So we actually don't really know like what what we're in for this weekend. So I'm, I'm super excited for it. It's turning out to be one of the, the, the great rivalries in this, uh, in this Six Nations, isn't it? And, what, uh, 24 19 something like that last year in the six nations of course kira bevan dramatically in the world cup to seal that victory um yeah a fascinating game where's it going to be won and lost in particular i'm going to just move both of you two strangely enough to towards the the back row sean ed harris was out of favour for a while and a, and a funny, bumpy old period for, for Wales that you alluded to, Anna. But she's an absolute force of nature, isn't she? What What's she like to play against? I'm glad I don't have to play against Wales anymore. <laughs> They're so dogged. And I find it with Wales as well, like, they do their homework well. Um, and... I remember like going to Cardiff Park and we had kind of, we'd done some really good homework on them and we were kind of expecting one thing and they presented us a really different picture and we kind of had no answers. And I just remember they were like a brick wall all day, kind of that they hadn't shown earlier in the tournament. And a lot of that was down to their back row and, um, my God, they're just, they're like, they're just so, um, so it's such a dogfight always with Wales. Like, and I mean that in the best, best, <laughs> nicest way possible. And uh, yeah, they will, they will be key. Um, but I always, well, you've got two, two back rows here that are completely biased on this anyway. We always are going to say that the, the places where it's won and lost is like in the back row. I completely agree. And they're even more dogged around their breakdown, their breakdown and their back row. You know, you look at, you've got Seanad, you've got Alex Callender, you've got Beth and Lewis. Like, there's no release there. It's relentless continuously for, for 80 minutes. And, and that's without Alicia Butchers as well. Yeah, without Alicia Butchers. Um, and then, you, so you just know, like, all day long, they're going to come at you. They'll be holding on in the rock. They'll be like little shirt pulls here and there. They'll be chirps and away all all game. Um, yeah. How, how do you how do you counter that? Because that's no that's no mean back row for for Scotland. Somebody you you know particularly well. Um, the dock in there, uh, Scotland captain Rachel Malcolm, um, Rachel McLaughlin, and and Evie Gallagher, who you know ran very very hard last week. Um, are they well equipped to, to counter that Welsh back row? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, like Rachel's a phenomenal player, and well, Rachel, Rachel Malcolm, you've got Rachel McLaughlin in there, who's been like 
in like real great form for for sale and then Evie Gallagher last week I thought played played really well so um you know it's gonna be one one almighty battle and I, I do think again like Anna says like I think it'll be won or lost at the breakdown because like like Scotland want to unleash their backs you know you're talking about Emma or like that's gonna come from being allowed to have quick ball in there's one thing that we know Wales will want to do it is is stop that and and very similar for for Wales as well but um but yeah so it, it's gonna it's gonna be um it's gonna be a good battle I've got no doubt about it you can be sure as well sounds like you're dead right you know like the the kind of the few words in the in the rock and the pulling and dragging and like what are you doing <laughs> pushing pushing someone else into the ground there was a few there was a few moments of that in the Ireland and Wales game last week and like the commentator saying there's a, still a scuffle going on back there but like you couldn't see it so I, I was enjoying that I thought it was really funny but you can be sure that that is going to happen this weekend between the Welsh and Scottish guys because a lot of them know each other as well it also like fires that up a little bit but <laughs> keep an eye out for it because um you can be sure that'll be going on and you're right like they can't afford to have neither team can afford to give the other like quick rock ball um so they will be like lying on it like twisting on the on the floor and pinning legs and pinning arms and that's when you're like, leave me alone. It's like scuffling on the ground. Um, choice words thrown in for sure. So um, they'll be loving that as well. It's a fascinating one. We must wrap up with um, prediction with score. We'll go with you, Cynthia, this time first. Uh, I'm going to go with Scotland. I just, and, um, I think, um, I think at home and, you want you know, an easy ride back at Loughborough, don't you? That's the bottom line. No, I just, I just think like <laughs> they're at home. They've got a bit of a point to prove. They've definitely moved things forward from from World Cup, and like it's going to click for them at some point. Like there's going to be that game, and I've just got a feeling that like, it could definitely be this game up there on Saturday. I think it'll be close. I think there'll be maybe five, seven points in it, but I just think there's something about them that is going to get get over the finish line. I've been saying that for a while. Um, Anna? I think that's an interesting point as well, and actually a point that's already been made by some other people this week, that Scotland are, they're going to start winning the tight games um, because they've had so many tight results. And like, you know, people may have forgotten, but we certainly haven't, that they already won the tight game against Ireland in Parma that sent them to a qualifier for the World Cup and sent us home. So they have that experience. They are able to like push it out. They just need to start doing it more consistently. And I think you're right about the home fixture. They're going. They're going to want to win it. Um, so I'm, I, I, I want to say Scotland as well. Um, Bye. Oh, and then I think, and then I think of like what what Wales are capable of doing. Is that okay? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Scotland. Bye. Five points. Oh, I've already written down. I'm saying Wales, and then you two speak so passionately about Scotland. Oh, I mean Wales are going to Wales are in form. They'll go there with confidence. There's no doubt about that. So Cecilia Tupolotto. I mean, amazing. Um, And Shannon Harris from the start. Do it. Go for Wales. Look, grandmother would uh, turn in a grave if I didn't. So. 
simple as that the dragon would um yeah she would very much turn her grave so wales by six i'm going <laughs> sorry rachel malcolm uh on to okay. sunday Hello. you're gonna tell her aren't you here texas straight away <laughs> um I'm Janet Franco, and you're listening to the Woman Wrecking Pod. On to Sunday, and it's them uh, against oh. it, it's them against Italy. England has dropped. Uh, Kath O'Donnell, uh, Delaney Burns into the second row, winning her debut the Bristol Bears second row and Tatiana Hurd comes in for the injured Amber Reed of course Bobby Cleal out injured as well and Zoe Allcroft moved from the second row into a certain famous number eight shirt can't believe they haven't retired it Anna do you like the look of um, Zoe Allcroft at, uh, at eight you played with her obviously at, um, at the Hartbury yeah and I think it's nice to um you know, she she was so strong, like such a strong ball carrier. So definitely, like get her in there. Um, I love how she plays, and she's really dynamic. And like you know, she hasn't obviously you know played that much there for England. So you know, give. I like it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a really smart replacement for for Sons and. Um, Especially, well, I, I don't know how it would have been like if 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 Poppy and hope she's hope she's okay. Um, how they would have managed it, but like definitely, definitely gives away a shot there. Yeah, I I think it that certainly has changed it. Uh, and you may well correct me, Sinter, but I, I suspect if Poppy was fit, she would have gone to eight, and um, Kath O'Donnell would have come to the second row with Zoe Zoe Allcroft on the on the pod earlier this week. We yeah, weren't on we were unsure about. Uh, Poppy's injury. Why not Sarah Beckett? Why Zoe Allcroft, Sarah Hunter? I think um, so. I think it's about balancing the team out. And I think if you look at, um, I think Zoe has played back row for for us um, beforehand. Um, she's played at yes six, not eight. Yes, yes, six, but it, six or eight there. You're, all the all people start out with six, move to eight, Johnny. Oh God, for 16 years, you've been going on about how important a number eight is, and now you're just throwing away days yeah, after. I've started my life out as a back row player. <laughs> I mean, a number six. I've always been better at six. Um, no, genuinely, I think you look, it's Sardia, Marley, and Zoe as a back row. It's like a very dynamic, athletic, physical back row. And then you you think about the, the, the line-out options and Delaney Burns coming into the, the second row, you know, um, to get a cap. I mean, people talk about injury and stuff, but it's an opportunity. And she came into camp last week and did, like, fantastically well. Like, she got called one night and was in the next day and knew the line-outs inside, back to front, which I think is probably the help of Abby Ward um, to do that. But she she just, like, took it all in a stride. So I'm not surprised that she's, with the injury, she's been given this call up and she's taken that opportunity and having her and then obviously Kath it probably balanced it out with that bit of physicality that maybe you miss from having Poppy. Um so I think it it's not a, a bad move and I think it's just getting that balance of what you want in your back row and also making sure that there's enough line out options on there to to ensure that we're we're asking questions of um Italy's line out defence. 
And in the back line, um, talking to back rowers, but Tatiana comes in at uh, uh, 12. Um, I don't know, part of me thought that um, a site selection at 10, 12 last week, the Holly getting her uh, you know, first start at 10. Amber Reed was a, a real safety blanket there, you know, a real experienced player, physical player, and also a, a boot. Holly went so well, um, but obviously a forced change with Amber Reed going out. Tatiana Hurd brings a huge amount of, of physicality and some 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 go forward in and around some real footballers. Langi Tuima, a real footballer, got uh, incredible finishes as we we saw, well, have been seeing for, for a long time, from Claudia McDonald, Abby Dow uh, and Jess Breach. But um, Jess Breach would be very keen to get back on a score sheet. She wasn't hugely involved in, in the World Cup. Is she, is she pumped and ready to go, Sunta? Yeah, you know, I think um, it's... Deeply disappointing for, for Amber um, to go out in the first game injured. And I mean, hopefully we might see her back before the end of the tournament. But um, I thought Tat did really well when she came on. Um, and she is just a little powerhouse. You know, she's a little rocket that gives you that go forward. And I think coupled with the way I guess we wanted to play that game, the, 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 the back three got their hands on the ball a bit more than... I guess they might have done out in the World Cup. And Jess Breach has been in like some fine form for, for Saracens. You know, I think that move there has sort of revitalised her coming back from the World Cup. And she's been scoring tries for, for fun. And um, she just seems to have a a bit more of a, a new lease and a breath a breath of fresh air about her since coming into to camp. So, yeah, it's really good to, to see her out on the pitch performing. I really agree with you, Sons. I think that Jess, like, she didn't have much room last week and, like, I really wanted to see her in full flight this week, you know, and it looks so effortless when she's doing it and when she has space. And, um, I, yeah, I'm really excited for her and new change of club and didn't play much of the World Cup, so I'm really excited to see her, like, yeah, um, this weekend again. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gunning for her. And how scary is this? Hannah Bottom, Bryony Cleal, Poppy Cleal, Tatisha Harper, Natasha Hunt, Emily Kildunn, Alex Matthews, Maud Muir, Amber Reed, Helen O'Reilly, Hannah Sims, Wanda Talling, Vicky Cormor, Vicky Fleetwood, Rosie Gallagher, Zoe Harrison, Laura Keats, Emily Scout, and Abby Ward are all unavailable. How scary is that? And how scary is that prospect for it? Without those players, still decided to England put on the field for Italy this weekend. Yeah, someone. Um... Someone, I was chatting to someone about England and they were like, you know, they have a lot of injuries now. So I think this might be a good time to, you know, pip England. And this was before they kind of released their team last week. And I was thinking like, OK, interesting. Let's have a look at England's team then. And you're just like, oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> it's it's scary. Yeah, you're right. It's scary, but scary good. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm like, what? It's uh, I wish we could all say the same. And um you know, those girls, like, it's so hard to, to be out and injured and see that the girls that are coming into your place, like, playing so well. It just makes you want to get straight back out there and back to work. But when you're injured, you have to take that time to recover. But it means you're pushing yourself in training to be, like, even better, you know. And they'll always, we always say, you know, like, the, the, the comeback uh, is better. How does it go? The comeback is always better than the setback or something along those lines. That is, that means that, you know, when those players come back, poor, yeah, scary is a good word to use. And I love your turn of phrase. I, I Genuinely, my children use phrases that you use because I've picked them up from you. Like they use toenail. <laughs> they call people toenails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where on earth does that come from? Anna Capeless. Um, you know, a little 
little homage to you there. Uh, Cinta, Italy are a bit of a bogey team, though. People get frustrated. Your good old mate Katie Daly were clean a few years back um, at the stoop. Um, was carded, wasn't she? I think it was a red, wasn't it? Um, and uh, I know I've been out in Italy a couple of times, especially so like first halves. Um, you really, really struggle. Why did Italy um, get under the under the skin or able to stop England? And do you see that happening again at Franklin's Gardens on Sunday? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be something that they've spoken about in the week. You know, Italy are a great team at keeping the ball. You know, um, at times, especially last season, if I think back, we we struggled to get the ball back off them. You know, they they looked after it well, they played it well, and um, yeah, we 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 did struggle. And then when we did have the ball, you know, they they defend well, um, they make life difficult for us. So I think it's something that happens or has happened on a regular basis that you know it, it takes us a while to break them down um but I don't think that's a bad thing though like I think it's a good thing to like to have a competitive game like that and for us to, to work things out I just think we, we need to be a bit more patient about how we approach approach the game and, and knowing the way in which Italy will play and not let it get under our under our skin because we we know that they can frustrate us and I think when we get frustrated that probably means we then compound errors and get into this bit of a, a rut before actually we we get to half time we talk about it and then we, we we turn it around in the second half so it would be really good if we could come out um right from the start and like impose ourselves onto onto the game and you know build on the performance that we saw against Scotland. Yeah, I don't think we haven't got. I've just checked that again now. No, no Italy team that, that I can find, so we can't talk about them in great detail. I don't think there'll be m- many changes because um, I don't know too many other options. I just think interesting across round two. Just fascinated to see how the likes of Wales back it up. Which half was representative of Ireland? Was it you know, the first half, or actually a more composed second half? Italy can actually work out that you know if if they can't kick more than fifty forty. 40 45 meters then actually another way of getting getting around that and using rigoni in a, in a in a slightly different way it's a fascinating round too we don't actually know we don't actually we still don't know where teams stand and i suppose that's probably obvious just love like the their back row and like you see jada franco and i'm so excited to see her back and like all of all of them are in like phenomenal shape Italy are an interest. There's so many exciting players and so many Italy and, and take, you know, take huge confidence in that and they'll believe that they can push England this weekend for sure. Yeah, I don't I, I don't disagree. They weren't they weren't coming come over to to make up the numbers. Come then uh, finally we'll wrap it up with a with a prediction then. Anna England by thirty. Still mine. <laughs> 31. Like England by 35. Was that you meant for Italy, Sarah Hunter? Whoa, okay. <laughs> England by 36 plus. Ooh. That's, that's punchy, isn't it? I don't know why I've gone that far. I don't know. Um, brilliant. There you are. There's a whistle stop around the, the teams and a little look at round two. Anna, thank you so, so much for, for joining us on the WRP. Hugely appreciate and not only your wonderful turns of phrase, but um, your views and what have you on the Six Nations. Great to have you on uh, as ever. Um, what, 
where have you been watching the games this weekend? I'm actually going to Madrid tomorrow to watch those uh, that Four oh, Nations yeah. tournament. Uh, I know a lot of the girls playing and um, obviously like my friend Lynn as well in Cantwell is a manager, uh, is our director in South African rugby. So there's a lot of people to see in Madrid this weekend and I'm delighted to go and see some live rugby in the sunshine. Uh, where it's actually warm and where I actually need sun cream. Uh, so I'll be tuning in like between the two games and afterwards as well. Like, uh, so, but it's actually nice to tune in on my laptop so I can hear like, like the English commentary. Cause if I watch it, watch it with like Spanish commentary, usually, um, I don't, I don't pick up on half as much stuff. So, um, I'll be, I'll have my laptop open at the game. <laughs> uh, that's Spain, USA, Canada and SA. Brilliant. Thanks ever so much. Once again, give uh, Lynn a big hug from all of us here and um, enjoy your weekend and enjoy the Inibrithe Donica. Thanks a million. Great to see you. See you, Anna. Lovely to see you. You too. Slán. So we have the international news from last week in the Super W. New South Wales beat Western Force 43-0. Fijiana Dua beat the Brumbies 12-7. Melbourne Rebels lost out at home to Queensland 43-0. Fijiana lead the way with that latest win. Now five from five, New South Wales in second, Queensland third and Brumbies in fourth. Super Rugby, our picky from New Zealand. It was finals weekend. It was an incredible final, absolute full throttle and it's huge congratulations to matter too who beat the Chiefs 33 points to 31. Uh, Matatu came out from 19-0 down, pulverising the uh, Manoa scrum to score four tries and then stayed strong at the end to edge out the favourites. Um, good win for the South. Rini Holmes with 23 points, including two tries. Her World Cup winner, Amy Rule and Martha Matalei on the score sheet as well. In the other final, another cracker, Hurricanes Pua. Won 29-24 over the Blues women. Two other internationals took place at the weekend in Madrid. First time USA and Spain have met outside of a World Cup. Kate Zachary's side won 20 points to 14. Meanwhile, South Africa took on Canada and World Cup semi-finalist Canada made it a double for the North American with a 66-7 win. Third highest win of all time some way to kick off a new cycle. And this weekend, we see South Africa take on Spain. And USA against Canada. And Anna Capus will be there watching with a Hinebrita in hand, no doubt. Speaking of Ireland, buried in a press release, Ireland have announced that uh, the Hughes is successful and the results are there for all to see. Ada McNulty um, has left the position of Ireland women's sevens head coach and has been replaced by Alan Temple. Jones ahead of this weekend's Hong Kong Sevens. Temple Jones was previously head of athletic performance for the Island Sevens program from 2017 to 2021. And it is a massive good luck as we turn our attention to a couple of little shout outs to all the players and nations heading over to Hong Kong this weekend. First time the Women's World Series has been uh, included for the for the women. I, I can't quite believe that it is 2023 after all, um, at the home of Sevens. This is the penultimate round before the circus moves to Toulouse. The current standings, and it's all about Olympic qualification, isn't it, of course? France is the host and New Zealand already there. If Australia 
and USA reached the quarterfinals, they would also qualify, leaving only a single place. The chasing pack are as follows. Ireland of 58 points, Fiji 48 points and Team GB on 44 points. I'd also like to give another shout out for someone at, at Hong Kong this weekend or currently there. Um, Abby Burton, just think incredible, like returning to rugby after maybe over a year out with all the troubles that she's had. Um, I just think we she's been very vocal about it, but I just want to shout her out for overcoming all that and, and getting back and playing rugby. Just think it's incredible. Um, and then finally, I want to shout out the England under-20s who followed suit um, on Saturday, um, winning in Kingston Park, beating Scotland Futures 66-19. They did indeed. Maya Stewart, last shout out for you, become the first New South Wales Waratah women's player to reach 100 points. While Caitlin Halsey, becoming the youngest ever debutante at 16 years and 167 days. Like you, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long I've been playing rugby for, Johnny. In the rugby. Is it? 178 days. Speaking of numbers corresponding, you went on your 144th cap last week. Guess what regular week pod it was on the women's rugby pod last week? 141. That's scary, isn't it? Bonkers, eh? Yeah. Yep. Thank you. My family were... Equally as unimpressed as well. So brilliant. Um, our live show is up now, eventbrite.co.uk. Get those tickets in there at the Cabbage Patch in Twickenham, Friday the 28th of April, ahead of that big, big game at Twickenham, which is a world record already. Yeah, brilliant. Fair play. Um, there's certainly little bits and pieces um, that... Um, will annoy us and we feel that aren't done correctly but with a conversation with Anna and um, yeah when, when you see things like that the, the world record for a women's international smash the Eden Park record from the World Cup final already uh, and we've still got a couple of weeks of ticket sales to go fair play to the RFU have committed to the women's game earlier than anyone else um, and now reaping the benefits of it so fair play shout out to the RFU 28th of April Friday Cabbage Patch Event bright for those tickets. Huge thank you to Anna Capeless. Lovely, lovely to have you back in the chair alongside Sunta. You'll have more time to do this uh, as a regular thing now. Where, where are you watching the game? Uh, I will be at Franklin's Gardens. Husband's holiday. I wish. Um, I'm working. You'll be able to see me on the telly box. Seriously, Eddie. If you haven't had enough of her over the past week, you can... <laughs> See you on Sunday as well. Um, brilliant. Scathing, slashing halftime reports about how terrible they are. Lacking composure. Look at the controller eight. That was terrible. Yeah, I can hear it all now. You're hearing that, absolutely. Uh, big thank you to Tom and Vicky in the background as well. Uh, enjoy your Six Nations over the weekend. Be safe and be kind. Be kind.